Hi, my name's Andrew Chamberlain. I'm a writer and creative writing tutor, and you are listening to episode 15 of the Creative Writer's Tool Belt, the podcast that gives you practical, accessible advice that you can apply straight away to your own writing. I've been talking about characterisation for the past few weeks, and in previous episodes, I've said that a character has to have three important elements. First, they need to be believable, by which I mean that the reader needs to believe that such a person could exist. And I use the term person very loosely here. We could be talking about a human being or a hobbit, or a magical creature, or a spaceship, or even a frog. They also have to be consistent. So we, as readers, need to know how the character will react in certain situations. We need to know who they are in that sense. And thirdly, they need to be an individual, by which I mean they're not a cliché and they're not a stereotype. And talking about this, the author F. Scott Fitzgerald said this, Begin with an individual, and before you know it, you have created a type. Begin with a type, and before you know it, you've created nothing. So let me give you some very quick examples of what I mean by this. Let's talk about believability first. Suppose I'm writing a story about a boy called Jimmy. And Jimmy is 10 years old. He likes to play soccer. And he likes to hang out with his brother and his mates. And they like to play on the Xbox sometimes as well. And Jimmy and his friends find an old disused mine. And they start to explore it. They're intrigued by the mysterious sounds that come from its depths. Okay, so far so good. That's the start of my story. But then suppose at this point I introduce a shock. Jimmy loses both his parents in a car accident and his brother, who was also in the car, winds up in intensive care. In the book, after this traumatic and awful event, Jimmy is upset for a day and then he goes off again with the rest of his friends to explore the mine again and Jimmy doesn't seem bothered at all. How is a reader going to react to this? Probably they're going to say, what? He just carries on? Like nothing's happened? I don't believe it. And as soon as the reader doesn't believe it, they stop believing in Jimmy. Let me give you an example around consistency. So maybe I'm writing a story about a woman called Jasmine and Jasmine wants to be a pilot. So she trains and she saves up and she learns and eventually she gets her pilot's license. And then a week later, she gives all that up because she wants to open a cake shop instead. So she plans for that for a whole year and then finally she opens her shop. And then after a couple of weeks, she realises that she didn't want to do that after what she really wanted to do was to be a counsellor. So she does training for that and then starts doing that. And then maybe she changes her mind again and she wants to go into investment banking. And at this point, the reader ends up not really knowing who this character is because there's no consistency. So again, the character fails. Now, this doesn't mean that the characters in our story shouldn't do unpredictable things, but that should be something of an exception. And thirdly, the character must be an individual. They mustn't be a type and they mustn't be a cliche. Suppose I create a character who's a vegan, who's interested in ecology and saving the planet and is kind to animals and listens to folk music. Maybe I could develop a character from that. But one thing's for sure, at the moment, I haven't got a character. What I've got is a type. In fact, I've got a kind of stereotype and probably quite a patronising one at that. So let's ditch that idea and start again. Perhaps this person is indeed a vegan, but also let's say that they are a cutthroat commodities trader. So they have now a slightly different mix of characteristics. That's the beginning of a character. I'm not there yet, but I'm beginning to create somebody who is an individual, not just a stereotype. So all of this is well and good, and it helps to create characters that are compelling in the mind of the reader. But there's one more thing that you need to think about, one more ingredient that you might need for your character. And to explore it, I want to go way back to the start of these podcasts, where I quoted from the great editor and writing coach Sol Stein. He said that the primary objective of a writer was, and I quote, to provide the reader 
with an experience that is superior to the experiences they encounter in everyday life. And he's right, and I think there are essentially two ways of doing this. One is to provide a plot and storyline that gives that kind of superior experience, and the other is to provide a character that delivers that kind of experience. And of course many of the best stories will have a combination of the two. So I think that you should try to include at least one character in your work who has this capacity to deliver a superior experience to the reader. Who are these characters? Well, they're the kind of people who shake things up. They are the kinds of characters who are so compelling that they stand out from the page. They dominate the scene and they capture your reader. These characters have the capacity to alarm and to attract everybody around them. They bring chaos, they bring tension and they bring excitement. It doesn't mean they're bad people, but it does mean they have to have a kind of edge to them. And indeed, Harry Bingham, in his book How to Write, talks about characters with edge. So what do we mean by that? We mean that the character unsettles things, makes people jumpy, creates interesting situations, possibly provokes others into radical, even violent action. These characters are not simply people who find themselves in stressful situations. They create stressful situations themselves. So, for example, James Bond is just this kind of character. When he enters the room, there is conflict. Social conflict, maybe even physical conflict. And there is tension. That might be social tension, physical tension, or even sexual tension. But it's there. Contrast this with Frodo the Hobbit from Lord of the Rings. He's more of an ordinary person thrust into an extraordinary situation. So a plot can have edge and be extraordinary, and so can a character. And a mix of the two is good. So one example of a story which has got extraordinary content to it, but which revolves around a very ordinary character, is The Hobbit. And in that story... Bilbo Baggins is leading a quiet life in a sleepy village when his world is invaded by a group of riotous dwarves. They arrive one or two at a time and gradually invade his house and his space. So in this instance, we have extraordinary characters, characters with edge, arriving on the scene. Not one, but 13 of them. As another example of an ordinary character in an extraordinary world, consider John le Carre's book, constant gardener. In this book, a British diplomat who's a decent chap, a reasonable kind of person, is pushed to extremes by what happens to him and his wife. In that book, one of the characters comments and says that the most peaceable people will do the most terrible things when they're pushed. And that's true, and it should be true in your story. And this is the root of many stories where an ordinary person does extraordinary things. As another example of a character with edge, consider Sherlock Holmes. His presence creates tension, confusion, attraction and admiration. In The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle, Holmes's creator Arthur Conan Doyle has him say this. My name is Sherlock Holmes. It is my business to know what other people do not know. There's no doubt that Sherlock Holmes has edge. So to sum up, characters need to have believability, consistency and be individuals to be successful. Also, in the context of your whole story, you should consider having at least one character who has edge. They raise the temperature wherever they go. They bring chaos, tension and interest. They could be your lead character, as is the case in the series, in the Sherlock Holmes series. Or they could be a major character, not necessarily the major character, but an important one in the plot. So, for example, in the Harry Potter series, Sirius Snape has edge. There's a tension whenever he's around, but he isn't the principal character. So I'd leave you with these questions. Who in your current work is the character who has edge? How do the other characters react to that person? Are they capturing the reader? If there isn't a character with edge, should there be one? And how does this character work in harmony with the plot? Today I have quoted from the following works. The Writers and Artists Guide to How to Write, which is by Harry Bingham and which is published by Bloomsbury. And this is the book from which I drew the name for this concept. 
Characters with Edge, I would recommend that book to you. Also, Solutions for Writers, Practical Craft Techniques for Fiction and Nonfiction by Sol Stein, which is published by Souvenir Press, another great book for writers. The Constant Gardener by John le Carre, published by Hodder. And The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle by Arthur Conan Doyle, which is in the public domain. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. As ever, I'd encourage you to leave comments and constructive criticism. Go to goodreads.com, look up the Creative Writers Toolbelt group. I'm on Twitter at Writers Toolbelt, and you can also email me, andrew at andrewjchamberlain.com. My thanks as ever to the guys at Podcast Themes for providing the theme music. Thank you to you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.